Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RTAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative. Welcome to another episode of Artsy AF. Thanks for being here. I'm real excited about this one because we have none other than my bestest friend, uh, Mr. John LeBoon, a.k.a. Soul Lecibon. That's S O U L I. Ah, fucked it up. S O U L A C Y B I N. Psilocybin. It's like psilocybin, the active psychedelic compound in mushrooms, but it's with your soul. And uh, I've known John for 21 years. We moved out to Colorado together and. Um, yeah, been meaning to have him on the podcast for a while now. He's uh, he's one of the greats. And what did we talk about on this episode? Well, we we talked about um, what one beautiful part was overcoming uh, tragedy mm-hmm. uh, and putting the pieces back together after your whole world kind of gets flipped upside down, quite quite literally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, re, you know, maybe reprioritizing. Uh, life uh, around uh, not just creativity, but your relationships and uh, letting know, letting people know how much you mean to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, this man means a lot to me, and uh, I hope you guys will enjoy it. We talk about hog bros a little bit. It's a little inside <laughs> baseball, uh, but <laughs> I've just always yeah. wanted to use the term inside baseball. <laughs> Who knows what that means, but I think what it means is like um, just kind of like deep uh, shop talk. But in this sense, it's like a silly little uh, side quest we did on Instagram a couple years ago. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, well, and this was actually my first time meeting John. So it was a cool cool dynamic. He's your childhood friend. It was the first time I met him. And yeah, it flowed so smoothly. It was fun. John's very, he's a very insightful guy that sees what's in front of him so clearly. Mm -hmm. And I think everything that he shares is translatable to anything you're going through in life. And it's, yeah, it's a beautiful way to, he kind of helps illustrate stepping away from the chaos and getting to the heart of what really matters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So without any further ado... Solasivan, aka John Laboon. In five, four, three, two, one. Also, we've also, we've also, we've also, we've also, we've added a way that you can support the podcast. If you go to the show description, on iTunes or Spotify, at the end of the description, there'll be a link 
that will take you to a website where you can make a monthly donation if you're feeling it. Or you can go to artsyafpodcast.com and there's a support the podcast link on the homepage. It helps us out tremendously and we're trying to expand. So we thank you guys for all your support. Sneaky recording hit. Ooh, didn't know. <laughs> John Laboon. Yeah. What's up, brother? What's up, guys? What's up, Andrew? Sol- What's up, John? Sol-a-sagin. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being on the podcast, buddy. Dude, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's cool. I'm going to try to figure out this he- headphone thing. Yeah. Is it weird <laughs> hearing your voice? How do you feel it's about so it? It's so weird. I've never heard my voice. <laughs> uh, no, this is good. Yeah, Just a continuous <laughs> loop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> loop, loop, loop. <laughs> Well, yeah, man. Thanks yeah. for being on there. Thank you guys for doing the podcast. I've been enjoying it. It's Hell pretty yeah. cool stuff. Hell yeah. You guys been getting good feedback? Yeah. Yeah. People seem to enjoy it. It's nice. slowly catching on. Words going out. Yeah. You know. A lot of uh, a lot of lonely creative types, I think, are finding a lot of social comfort and inspiration through it. Nice. Which I think is super fun. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of who we made it for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you guys saying, like, dispelling the myth of the glamour of professional artistry mm-hmm. is kind of one of the goals of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. the coolest, living a creative life is the coolest thing ever, but it, there's no glamour whatsoever. Yeah, no, not easy. <laughs> no. It's, it's like, not what you see on the gram. Yeah, you probably wouldn't choose it if you could help it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I think we all have found ourselves in that uh, not chosen point in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you, Being an so, artist. yeah, you think you're just compelled more or less from just something it's like you have to do it, right? It's yeah, totally. Like, I mean, no one ever sat you down and told you you needed to draw yeah. or paint, probably. Oh, hell no. Yeah. In fact, they mm-hmm. were probably more like, don't. I don't know, man. Yeah. You're seven now, but just don't get too attached to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little do they know. You're seven forever if you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you, like, you kind of wake up one day and you've been doing it for so many years. You're kind of like stuck. Like, I kind of got to keep doing this, even though yeah. you love it. But then it's just it's just this automatic thing, and you're just in, like you're deep in it. Totally, totally. Ooh. Whoa, 
What's that? Oh. <laughs> Did you get a little feedback there? A little crackle? A little crackle. Got that about? You didn't hear it? Well, I don't have my headphones on. I did, I did hear it. Mm. I don't know. Okay. I think we're okay. Check. <laughs> yeah. All right. Recheck. Sound check. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't think anyone sets out to, to choose that path. You know, I think you find yourself um, moments in your life kind of guiding you to that point. Mm-hmm. You know? um, there's one moment where you're like, hey, maybe I'll give this a go. And that was one moment in a string of moments that kind of lead you to where you are now. Um, that's it's kind of about it. One foot in front of the other, right? It's yeah, not man. an easy path. Yeah. Do you want to pause one yeah, second? Yeah. yeah. And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Some technical difficulties. Yeah. Where were we? We were talking about um, maybe not so much choosing art, but just being compelled by some sort of force inside or some sort of just maybe it's maybe it's even just like extra energy that you have yeah something like that you know, <laughs> some, but it gets momentum you know it definitely yeah. gains momentum the more you do it the more you give your time and energy to this practice it becomes this thing that you know that, yeah you can't walk away from it yeah like uh i've and i'm coming coming from a point where i've taken a step back from my art in a professional sense um and sometimes you have to do that in life yeah and it's not uh an easy thing um but you always still have that art there and you can always come back to it, which is really cool. Yeah. And sometimes we got to take breaks from things to find out, uh, you know, rediscover why you love doing something mm-hmm. and totally reinvigorate yourself with, you know, purpose to keep moving forward. How, like how in a practical sense are you pulling back or how um, have you? Yeah. So this, we'll kind of dive into this a little, little personal story. Um, so like a little over a year ago, last summer I had a car, I was in a car accident. So somebody T-boned me, uh, like flipped my car. It skidded for like 50 feet. I had to like flipped back upright. I had to climb out the window. Pretty harrowing shit. Damn. Um, I always wear my seatbelt, which is good. So wear your seatbelts out there. Don't die. Um, so that happened. Uh, subsequent fallout was like having a concussion, dealing with just the uh, depression and just lack of focus. I mean, I found myself, I couldn't write music. I couldn't hear anything inside my head. Mm-hmm. You know, like you guys might, imagine pictures you know you might have a sense of of a painting you know you've done it enough you've created things you kind of have an image in your head you know Mm -hmm. what that um your maybe archetypal creations so like in my head you know if i'm like what's a what's my music sound like you know i can hear beats and i can hear grooves and things that are uh very characteristic to what i do in that period i couldn't hear anything i was like lost you know i was like wasn't sleeping due to the concussion can't Mm -hmm. really sleep super great um yeah, man, it's scary, you know, and at that yeah. point, that's so much your identity, at least for me, you know, I, I put so much stock into making music and, mm-hmm. and especially for as a professional musician. Um, and then here it's like, dude, I can't, I can't even hear a simple beat in my head. Like I have no idea, you know, just sit at the computer and just nothing. Jeez. And it's like, uh, man, uh, one of the, probably one of the toughest times, you know, internally for me with my own art um, and just feeling like this is gone. I've yeah. lost this ability. Um, pretty scary. Definitely felt Good. unsure about just moving forward in general. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't really a great time. Uh, so through that, you know, you kind of, when you sit down to do your work and you can't do it. So it's like, okay, how important is this to me? You know, all these questions kind of come up. Right. And like, well, 
turns out, obviously, yeah, it's very important to me, you know, so I'm going to keep trying, keep showing up every day, still nothing's happening, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So at that point for me, you know, it turned into let's take my creative energy and instead of attempting to write music, which I can't do, I will just focus on techniques, learning skills, building up, um, you know, my skill set, which is something I've never super focused on. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a nice opportunity to pull back from just simply being in the creative zone and creating content um, to actually uh, analyzing my own process a little bit better, mm-hmm. um, more looking at my weak points, like how yeah, can yeah. I fix these, tighten these up. Hell yeah. Um, so, you know, I was really determined to not let the situation get the best of me, you know, point being. So kind of keep working at it and learning techniques these new techniques all of a sudden are starting to spark some inspiration. I'm kind of like starting to get it a little bit again, you know, still not anything coming together, but like, oh, I'm kind of, kind of starting to feel some grooves. Mm-hmm. I remember like one day I, I had finally gotten like a full night's sleep. It has been a couple of months and I woke up in the morning with like a beat in my head. And I was like, dude, Hell what the yeah. fuck, you know, yeah. like went down into my studio and like mapped it out real quick. Like, you know, sketched out a little drum beat, like wrote some notes in a you know piece of paper. Like, oh, I'm hearing this. It's going to do that right there. Um, and I was like, cool, man. Okay. This is, this is something's happened again. Um, and for, so that kind of served to help me refine like my love for this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a professional, you know, the world of professional artistry, there's a lot of reasons that we end up doing the things that we do, the choices that we make on that path. Right. Um, once, yeah, you know, once you enter that professional field, I think we open up ourselves to other influences and forces that kind of might dictate some of those choices we make. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Gets squirrely. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the main objective of simply making the art that you want to make can sometimes get away from you. And for me, I had kind of been feeling that anyways. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm playing a bunch of shows, but I don't feel like I'm writing enough material to actually support the amount of shows I'm playing, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like cart before the horse kind of situation, you right. know? Um, so I'd already kind of been feeling some, you know, a little trepidation about like what is my focus here? Is my focus on getting shows and getting paid? Is my focus on sharing something with other people? Is my focus on doing this for myself? Um, so I kind of rediscovered after, you know, multiple years from starting um, that I just fucking love doing this and making yeah. music. And it's yeah. not about any shows. And if I never got paid a cent for the rest of my life for my music, I'm totally cool with that, you know? Yeah. Um, just coming back to that point where like, oh, this is what I love to do, you know. Right. I taking it back to the core of what started the whole thing in dude, the first yeah, place. Yeah. And it's like uh I don't know. Do you guys ever feel like you lose touch with the, the feeling? <laughs> I've been going through the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> like we were just talking about it on the ride here, you know, mm-hmm. before I came out here, nobody knew who I was. And then I moved out here and like the whole thing kind of exploded, right? There's all this attention and like, wow, I'm finally starting to like sell prints and paintings and it's all happening and they're doing art shows and events. And then like, I've been so busy doing all these things and feeling so dissatisfied with actually like finding my center Mm -hmm. and spending time making paintings. Mm -hmm. Like the thing that made it all start happening. Mm -hmm. Like I, like you just wake up and you've gotten so far from the, the thing that you love Mm -hmm. and it almost started feeling like like a job. And yeah. it was stressful yeah. mm-hmm. and a lot of anxiety. So I'm kind of doing the same thing, like reeling mm-hmm. it back, you know, still being a professional artist, mm-hmm. but 
I just want to make paintings. I don't want to be a merchandise seller. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah, it's like kind of backpedaling and getting it to the core of what I really love. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what matters. And, right. And like then everything, if you're in that space, everything you create is so, so much more full of love and, mm-hmm. and the vibes and the yeah. inspiration. And then, you know, then maybe you can have like another wave of that. Right. You know, getting out there and playing a bunch of shows. Right. And right. you have to retreat Get again. that good stuff rolling again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, exactly. Like finding you know, finding yourself sitting in your studio and just like time isn't a factor. Time right. doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, that's your, that sweet spot. Your, yeah. Your phone's off. It's like <laughs> three in the morning. There is nothing that could possibly distract you. You know, that's like the shit that I live for. Mm-hmm. Uh, those moments. That's, that's all I care about. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not even necessarily the end product of having a song. I mean, that's cool. That's a byproduct, I think of mm-hmm. the process. And it's yeah. like, loving the process and being in love with the process like that to me has always been my definition of what's art like um i know i've uh, andrew's probably heard me say this a million times uh, <laughs> but i'll you know liken something to like somebody who mows grass for a living but they do it with precision and care and like when they're cutting those lines you know they're doing it with with presence and love mm-hmm. that's fucking art you know you can't yeah, deny yeah. that you know yeah. same way i could sit down at my computer with no heart and <laughs> no love for the process and make a beat it's you not, know you're not going to be hearing that anything good at i might not consider that my most uh highest potential for my art you know something. yeah same you guys could probably stand in front of a canvas and do something but it might not be that popping off really good stuff right you know? totally right and um, also the art is you taking the worst thing that could happen to you and then making that the best thing that's happened to you right to like oh, it was this opportunity to get all these technical skills. Mm-hmm. And so then for your next wave of inspired creativity, you can do it at such a more effective level. Right, right. I think that's what the artist does is just mines like the dross of emotion, mm-hmm. you know, into something better. Mm-hmm. Into, right. It's right. like a transmutation exactly. process, yeah. some sort of alchemical golden rule or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the, the point you know, or at least I think the point for us, at least for me, you know, obviously I can only speak for myself, but, um, yeah, you know, that feeling of needing to do this is the way I process what I'm going through my life. It's the Mm -hmm. way I deal with things. Um, you know, when, when I find myself at that three in the morning moment and there's no distractions and I'm still fully focused on my music, um, things that I'm feeling or going through can kind of just like bubble up, mm-hmm. you know, in those moments. And I'm not thinking about them, but I am kind of sitting with those feelings, if that makes sense. Yeah. Totally. Um, so, so especially for stuff that's really tough to deal with, um, that is like a really, really comfortable, healthy way of like transmuting these difficult times in your life. Um, it doesn't quite feel like you're necessarily sitting there harping on these things and um, picking at them. Yeah, it's like um, you're doing something proactive about it yeah, in, yeah. in a roundabout way where it's it's not destructive to you and you're not hyper-focused on whatever problem or situation you're going through, mm-hmm. but you're, you're actively like letting these emotions and thoughts rise within you and but still focused on on the the whole process of bringing you know making something out of nothing yeah totally mm-hmm. and i think when you when i find myself in those moments and i'm sitting with my emotions and 
I'm also sitting with a clear vision on my work and I'm mindful and aware of all the sounds and all the layers and I understand where they all are. And I'm super present with that. That sometimes is the best space for me that just I can, can deal with things. Um, mm-hmm. And inevitably, yeah, those, those feelings that I um, am processing end up in the music, of course. Um, you know, in these non-literal ways, obviously right. for weird, glitchy, psychedelic music, uh, not a lot is very literal. So it's really interpretive, which it's is all abstract. It's super abstract, man. So yeah. that's uh, it's part of the fun too. That's mm-hmm. a, I mean, that's what you're doing as an artist is you're converting your pain into creativity. And then everybody that listens to it, you help facilitate pain out of them into celebration and creativity. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like the most beautiful magic trick. You know, you're doing your little piece you're working on yourself you're working on the world yeah you know right you're making it a brighter more fun joyous place totally totally and and you know it's a beautiful position to be in where we get to create something that goes out into the world that starts off as something that's ours feels like it's ours you know Mm -hmm. and uh thank god it's not you know (laughs) (laughs) you you finish these pieces you put them out there in the world and it's it's for other people to take and do what they want and need with them and Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really special special thing we could do. And um, I think that kind of sums up my intention too with my music is is that there's not really any specific intention for it in the sense that I want to do, to do this or aid with this. It's like I want to just create things that come from me that are genuine. That's, mm-hmm. again, step one. Mm-hmm. Rule one. If yeah. there's one rule, <laughs> yeah. it's be genuine, you know? It's the only rule. Be yourself and be genuine, I think. Art mm-hmm. club. <laughs> Do you want to be in this club? <laughs> um, uh, what was I saying? You were talking about um, there's uh, oh, yeah, yeah, not yeah, necessarily yeah. an intention Sorry, yeah. to do something. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just want to create content that is open for people to take and receive as needed. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I'm playing a show, you know, when you start off and you feel like you see people leaving the room when you're playing mm-hmm. instantly, you know, it's like, Oh, this is a personal thing. It's a personal slight against mm-hmm. me and my music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but then, you know, taking a step back and you realize that it's not about you at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe that's rule too. I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe we just don't have rules. Yeah. No, rules. Uh, that's the only rule. <laughs> no rules. No rules. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, sometimes like we need to go outside yeah. and have a moment to ourselves. Yeah. Sometimes you need to go support your friend outside. You know, sometimes you go look at the stars. You know what I mean? Like there's a million reasons for people to do everything. So I hope that whatever I create can, assist and accompany people in any moment that they might find themselves and it may be useful. Yeah. Like what if there's this beauty? What if those people were like your music pushed them outside, but they like needed to look at the stars and I've, you know, and that's what they actually needed. And I've, I've gotten that. Like I've, I honestly now have experienced that I think enough to where when I see that happening, I do kind of know, like, you know, I've played so many shows where, where there's like, you know, you're scanning people. You're like, I like when I'm playing, I definitely like to try to check out the crowd and like be engaging, um, mm-hmm. be present. Um, and yeah, sometimes the people who look the most disinterested are the ones who after just come up and tell you what that meant to you. And it, <laughs> yeah. You know, what that yeah. meant to them. And it's like, oh man, I had no idea. I thought you were <laughs> fucking bored. But you're over <laughs> there like going through 
your life's history, you know, just exactly. fucking making connections within yourself. And it's like uh, really cool that we have an opportunity to create something that can impact people that way. Yeah. And everybody absorbs things differently. You yeah. know, sometimes I'll go to a show and I've got a lot of energy in my body and like, I want to dance and have fun. And like, sometimes like music that I'm loving so much, I'm just standing there, like not even bobbing my mm -hmm. head, just letting it like wash over yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And from your perspective, it probably looks like, Oh, he's not feeling it. Yeah. But yeah. It's funny. Just like, I don't know, depending on the person, where they are in their life, just the way they want to absorb creativity, you know? And like, if we don't have expectations of how you should enjoy totally. right. creativity yeah. in any form, yeah, we, it alleviates the suffering for everybody. Right. You're not worried about them moving and they don't have to worry about like, you know, this is yeah. dance music. So yeah, I have yeah. to dance or else oh, yeah. I look weird. Nobody, nobody it, ever don't do the thing you don't, you, you don't <laughs> want to do. Do the yeah, thing you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> do what you want. Yeah, do what you want. Always. No rules. Yeah. As long as it doesn't hurt somebody. Else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and everybody just yeah. has different that's, forms yeah. of expressing themselves. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, but it's um yeah, that's I think a really special thing that uh one aspect I like about this um artistic culture that we find ourselves in. Um just a pretty open and accepting you know any way you want to express yourself yeah um is pretty widely accepted which is mm -hmm. great um I, do you think that's from i don't want to cast our uh our community too much in this light but maybe do you think that's from getting our expressions uh kind of like tisk tisked at when we were younger or Maybe. something like that. It might be like a reactionary <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah. And to where you're like, well, but this is just how I do, you know? Yeah. And, and maybe you were ostracized or uh, a bit of an outcast for the way that you just express yourself. But mm -hmm. I think that having that experience lets you, allows you to allow space for mm -hmm. other people to express themselves totally however they please totally and i think that that you know in the face of adversity you know humans find ways to overcome especially if it's this thing that inherently is inside of you that you have to do mm -hmm. no amount of teachers or parents or anybody telling you you can't do it's going to stop you if anything it's going to serve to strengthen your motivation i think you know yeah. um so yeah maybe that's how we've all got to this point, you know, just yeah. sheer determination and <laughs> stubbornness, you know, yeah. it's like sometimes your, your, uh, weaknesses can really be your strengths, you know, and, yeah. and uh, stubbornness is a, is a huge thing for me. That's, um, I'm sure for you guys too, I'm sure for anyone who's An uh, entertaining the idea of professional artistry, it's, uh, you gotta be stubborn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I heard it was, uh, you know, Jamie Kennedy, <laughs> dude my favorite we both just laugh he was saying like uh, the good stuff here we go <laughs> but he was also saying you know like any successful creative also has like uh a healthy dose of delusion yeah that they dive into but then yeah you almost have to be delusional of like what you could do because mm. the world says you Especially can't at first. or it right. shouldn't yeah, yeah. but then it, over time, I think that delusion actually disappears and it becomes, it becomes sort real. Of, sort of mm -hmm. the opposite. It's like yeah. you like, you're so invested in this quote unquote delusion that you put so much focus and hours into it <laughs> that it's just like, oh, well, well, I'm getting a lot of feedback from my 
X amount of followers or whatever that say that, yeah, this is, this is really great. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning you're like, yeah, this is really great. And then you look back seven years later on like your first stuff and you're like, there's something there, but uh, (laughs) not really sure if it was uh, what it was. Can we delete this from the internet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I think that we all probably just go through phases of that, Mm -hmm. you know, and in my own path, it's definitely been, phases of like yeah in the beginning it's nothing but feel you yeah, know yeah. i first of all as a producer i will admit i'm pretty technically uh ignorant mm-hmm. um i don't know a lot of technical stuff i try my best um my go-to is actually quali i yeah. just text him when i have questions he's my google for music <laughs> questions yeah um, but you do know that the 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 sawtooth wave is not called the triangles, right? Yeah, no, the triangles, the triangles, man. Okay, yeah, that's what yeah. I called it on yeah on the Qualic podcast. I was like, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, the, the triangles. Yeah, it's like no, the uneven triangles. <laughs> okay, yeah. right, because yeah. like yeah. and then back up. Sawtooth's a good yeah. one. Um, <laughs> yeah, like my first uh, thing of music that I put out was just like ah. Uh, I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could delete it from the internet, but you can't do that. Um, <laughs> and maybe some people. Yeah. No, people love it. That's yeah, the thing yeah. too. You gotta own that shit. Yeah, there's there's a couple of yeah things that I feel like this is bringing up the the fact that you know we don't own the things that we create and our perspectives on our own art is so fucking different than the way the world perceives it. Totally. Um, but yeah, like in the beginning, you know, you start, it's all feel, at least for me, all feel. I understood music theory enough to put some stuff together. You know, I had played guitar and drums growing up, so I understand, yeah, I can just put music together. But if you know, ask me about any technical point, you know, anything at that point, I couldn't answer anything. Mm-hmm. Um, had some people reach out, actually had, um, it was like Kalia Santilla and Kaminanda at the time, who I was super into. And uh, both of them reached out on Facebook and were kind of like, hey man, we hear your, you know, like your novice sounds and were super kind to support and encourage me first of all you know this is like the thing about good feedback um bolster you know and build people up you know yeah yeah even if what they're doing is is probably a piece of shit uh, which is <laughs> you know i still have not made anything that's not a piece of shit so uh i don't know what it's like uh, but uh, whatever but yeah, you know, there's all, there's probably always, you can't say always, that's absolute, but, um, f- you know, people have little nuggets of, of the good, good stuff up in there when you're starting. And I think that's kind of as the artist, what you, what you follow, you see right. that that's working. You see that people respond to that. Cool. Mm-hmm. We're going to go with this. This is coming naturally. Um, you know, so in the case of these, those two producers, they reached out and they were like, hey, we're hearing like cool melodies and we're hearing, you know, and then like, and here's all this other stuff that you should probably work on. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, by the way, <laughs> thanks. You know, yeah, yeah. cool. And, you know, and that, uh, like I was fucking over the moon, just so stoked about that. You know, right, like, right. Oh man, so people who I respect as musicians are taking time to respond to me um, and giving feedback, which helped out a great deal, you know. So, uh, anyone out there who ever gets the opportunity to, you know, critique people's art and like, that's a really cool thing. And it's a, it's a fun way to, um, yeah, you just support somebody and like mm-hmm. when we encourage people and let them feel supported, you know, people can surprise you and really do some crazy, amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's easy to forget how much it can mean just to give somebody some props that's yeah. figuring yeah. out and you see these little nuggets of like 
man, you got it. I see it in there. Yeah. You're yeah. going to figure it out. Yeah. 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 Just keep going. Give it, give it a little encouragement. Yeah. yeah. And you don't need to like, you know, blow hot air, but you right. Know, right. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice work. Keep going. Yeah. Know? Hell yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, what were we talking about too, that, um, how people's perspectives or vision of your own art can be so different than what you feel. Mm-hmm. For me, I always feel like the tunes that I write that are the ones I'm most stoked on aren't the ones that people are stoked on. <laughs> I, Dude, I, story of every, a, I think every <laughs> creative person, it's like yeah. whatever you dig the most, people be like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. And then yeah. something that you think is shit yeah. is so embraced. I think Alex, Allison Gray said, um, you know, you're just creating and sometimes something you create isn't for you, mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. but it's for somebody and they love it. Right. And, yeah. And it's, you know, you're just kind of this open conduit to creativity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things fall out of you that like change people's lives and yeah. you are just not that into. Yeah. Yeah. And, the good news about, uh, you know, you maybe having like a favorite, uh, a painting or something and then everyone else kind of like not really into it. You get to hold on to your favorite painting. <laughs> yeah. yeah there you forever. Go. Forever. <laughs> forever. How would a discount? It's on sale, 50% off. I mean, anybody want it? <laughs> uh, who wants it? <laughs> Craigslist free. No. Be, be funding your funeral right before it happens with your last painting sale. <laughs> I need the coffin, guys. It's like we're, it's going to be a burlap sack. <laughs> we're tailgating on our own cask. It's like, <laughs> we got to get in this box soon. <laughs> So you guys both grew up together, right? That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've, we've known each other since we were like 11. 11. Sixth, sixth, sixth grade, grade yeah. baby. Fall of Kentucky. 1996. Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky. Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So I, Andrew and I must have had a couple of classes to start off with because I just, my first interaction that I have memory of with him is, uh, you know how when you're 11, like... <laughs> You're having just really good ideas and only, <laughs> only the greatest the ideas, ones, you know, <laughs> especially, yeah, especially us boys, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, I remember we're walking down the stairs to leaving school for a day and Andrew's like right in front of me. And I think I had seen some eighth grade kid do this because, you know, I was, again, great ideas. <laughs> I knew one when I saw it. So I kind of grabbed the, the top of Andrew's backpack, gave him a little push on the stairs <laughs> and you know, holding on and, and just pull him right back to it. And, and I think I was like, save your life. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Super cool, right? It's great. Yeah. Super rad. Um, and, and you know how like when you're 11, you're also like totally at home in your own skin and like, yeah, totally oh, yeah. Just, Super like confident. Super and, confident. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can just be like, oh, cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally like that. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much. <laughs> so that was that. it. <laughs> yeah. At first I was like, oh, what the fuck? And then I was like, well, I guess I got a new friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't push me all the way. <laughs> and we high-fived and jumped in a convertible and sped off. Yeah. The rest is history. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, Did you guys start making like music and art or music together? Um, like, eventually. Yeah. I, when I met John, he was already playing music, I'm pretty sure. Like you yeah, yeah, were in, a, yeah, in the band, yeah, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. And at 11, I wasn't good for much of anything. Yeah. I mean, well, again, wait, not, you're, you're, not you know many what, 11 year olds. You know what Andrew is really good at? What? He's got this. We'll have to put a picture <laughs> up on the podcast. Do you know what I'm going to say? 
He's yeah. got this cow face, and he starts drawing it, and it's, oh, yeah. it's going to look like a, a topless woman. But it turns out <laughs> it was just a f- face of a cartoon cow. It yeah. sounds um, like a I was, Andrew move. Dude, I, yeah. hey, look at these boobs, yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. No, it was like, it was... Um, like, oh, those are nice. It was, it was Garfield Comics. Um, my really disproportionate idea of what a woman's torso looked like. <laughs> And trying to hide it from like my music teacher <laughs> as she came around, <clears throat> and um, so you know, well, I guess we could, if we really wanted to up our uh, value of this podcast, we could do a little time lapse video. It wouldn't really even have to be time lapse. <laughs> Twenty seconds. Just do a video. Yeah, doing it. Yeah. And um, see this. Basically, you make the the woman's. Um, uh, mammary glands turn into the cow's eyes, but they look like uh, like Garfield character eyes. And yeah, you put a little half line in between them, and then the and uh, yeah, so it was just a really great, uh, really good times. Really well, good times. you got to put the image up so that people can know. Yeah, it's good. I'll do it. If you like Maybe Andrew's f- work now, you'll love. <laughs> you'll love my. You're gonna naked fly. lady turning into a cow. What if this was like a whole new avenue for? Your art career, you just started doing the... Oh, dude, I peaked when dude, I was 11. The right? boob, like, boob cow paintings. This, this is all just a, a downhill... <laughs> he's, he's been coasting Skid. ever since then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is all fumes. Yeah. Um, Which is damn impressive. Good job, yeah, too. Thank yeah. Yeah. thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, wait, what was your... But yeah, so we played... Oh, yeah. Um, we... Yeah, I was playing bands in high school. Um, shortly after high school... At some point, Andrew and I started playing in a band together. Mm-hmm. I'd been playing guitar in a band and kind of switched over to drums at that point. And so I was drumming and Andrew was playing guitar. Mm-hmm. And we had our other super good buddy, Duke, playing bass, uh, who's also another good homie of ours from Kentucky who lives Shouts in Colorado out, too, which Shouts is cool. Out. What up, Duke? What up, you and your new baby? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we played in a band for a bunch of years. And um, after that, like I played in a different group and Andrew would come on the road with us. Um, run lights. Yeah, you'd run lights. Ostensibly. Kind of just, we called him <laughs> Randall Scruff. That was his tour name. <laughs> Which is kind of... Randall. Yeah. It's like a... Because it's like random. It's like, like oh, this guy's Scruff. not really in the band, but he was behind the light board <laughs> pressing buttons. We're not really sure if he was doing anything. <laughs> he looks kind of special. <laughs> and uh, he's definitely scruffy, so... Yeah, very scruffy. Randall Scruff. <laughs> so, yeah, so Randall Scruff and... Uh, that was around the time, too, when I first started really genuinely making art yeah yeah so i think you and i started doing that about the same time like we lived together yeah in, um, yeah the first uh the first night we lived together is a funny story yeah because we spray painted and painted on that wall in the middle of our house oh inside of our house yeah, yeah. that was really Whoa. good idea. we had no uh masks <laughs> And we were spray painting yeah, this So that's wall what happened. With a dolly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that explains, explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Cow, why. boob, drawing, spray painted doors. Yep, yeah, dolly llama stencil just everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so around that time, we would also go take some Andrew's stencils around Lexington, where we grew up, and go out at night. And, you know, I would need to go smoke some weed in public to have a little bit of a, a rush thrill Ooh, yeah. from it at that point, you know, and, and so guys like, right, bad. it's got smokes and weed outdoors and stencils and over passes and shit. And bef- I mean, derelicts. I don't know if yeah. I, I want this to just turn into <laughs> just escapades. No, 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 it won't. It won't. But, uh, it's going to be only maybe one last us. thing is we yeah. would, uh, also film ourselves, uh, smashing television sets for like uh, by dropping them uh, from, yeah. 
you know, eight foot roofs. The sound <laughs> of a of the tubes inside a TV when it breaks is yeah. one of the coolest. It's phenomenal. Ever. Would you make like super cuts to Slayer songs? I wish. Oh damn! <laughs> it's time to move back to Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We TVs. needed you as a friend when we yeah, were yeah, twenty four. We, we do this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Andrew, yeah, Andrew and I started living together and. I feel like it was around the same time I got a MacBook, started playing with Ableton. Yeah. Um, Andrew was drawing, mostly seemed like probably colored pencil and ink, ink at yeah, that yeah. time. Um, and yeah, I think we fed off each other's creativity a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we moved. So we lived in a couple houses in Kentucky together. And then we moved to Colorado together. And like, I especially remember the first house in Colorado. And we had moved out here kind of with the intention of following this art path. Uh, living in Kentucky, there's not many avenues for doing little that. Dry, little dry, little dry there. over there. So wait, there's not a burgeoning psychedelic scene in Kentucky. No, <laughs> no. There's a well-established, rigid whiskey and horse scene. Whiskey and horses, basketball, basketball. Which I I don't mind personally, but you know, sports. Great, great things, just not my things. <laughs> so yeah, you know, we moved out here and we had this house in Denver, and I think that. That seemed to me, at least from my perspective, when we both kind of started hitting it pretty hard. Oh, yeah. And Andrew had a studio set up in the garage, and I had my studio set up in like one of the extra bedrooms in the house. And I remember at that time, neither of us were working. We, I, I, um, I had a bit of a job at Whole Foods for a little bit when we got out here, but then um, after less than a year of working there, uh, I went to the seminar in Italy with like Amanda Sage and all oh, that. Yeah. And I was like, they were, I was like, I want to go down to uh majorly part time. And they were like, mm, no. And I was like, okay, cool. I guess I'll see you guys later. <laughs> so by like the, the summer after we moved out here, maybe six months, mm-hmm. full time artists. Yeah. So, you know, I remember <laughs> sitting and working like at that point, it'd be working 12 hours a day minimum, um, which I fucking wish I had, the time to do that now right. um, uh-huh. and yeah. i highly encourage anybody who is starting out with your craft if you have the opportunity to spend yeah. those immersive hours absolutely fucking do it yeah. you embrace know? not being quote-unquote successful yeah. yet and create yeah, yeah. as much as yeah. you can and just yeah fucking be hungry for the you know for getting better mm-hmm. um and improving your skills uh so at this time yeah we were just both cranking it out and yeah, I remember, you know, four or five in the morning, be kind of getting tired, look out and see Andrew's light on in his studio. I'm like, well, I can't go to bed yet. He's still out there working. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's, you know, feeding off each other's creativity has really helped. Um, and also, you know, it's been really nice to have uh, somebody to discuss the, just the world of being yeah. an artist, navigating, you know, all the things that come with that. Uh, sure. And I think for us having especially different mediums too, it's kind of been nice where it's, we can see similarities. Um, I don't, you know, we can't really get into shop talk yeah. since we're not right, right. same, you know, same language. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind of mostly always end up talking about more conceptual ideas of, right. you know, being an artist and yeah. being a person and yeah. living in the world. What, you know, so what is consciousness? Yeah. <laughs> that's where it, I mean, that's where it all really comes from anyway. Right. Yeah. 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 You'll figure it out technically or how to get it done. Yeah. But, like those rich, wondrous ideas of the nature of being. That's where it all, that's where it all, all the fuel comes yeah. from. Yeah, totally. And like, uh, just mentioning how you guys were like both in the same place, like for artists at home that maybe don't know other artists, like it can be really uncomfortable, but it's so important to seek out other creative types and spend mm, time definitely. with them. Yeah. You, you feel each other up 
and you also get to share all the weirdness of being mm-hmm. a creative person together. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, it can be lonely if you don't have, if you're not spending a lot of time with other creative people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you're no matter what somebody's creating, like you're all going through the same weird emotions of that journey. Right. So, totally. Right. right. And we're all like, Oh, this is great. This is shit. This is great. I'm going to quit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Sometimes it's nice graph? to have a friend to be like, wait, no, no, yeah, no yeah. this is actually cool. Yeah. yeah look yeah, at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that to me seems the, the greatest benefit of being around other artists is, um, it just kind of recognizing your own worth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I, I feel like an imposter all the time. That's like right. even now I'm like, why are you talking to me? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't do anything cool. Uh, which is kind of how I feel though. Like it's not really something that I do. This is a thing that I happen into, yeah. you know, I go, sit, I go sit in the room happening. and I kind of just click my fingers around and it's, you know, that's all that I can do. I can respond to what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's the best of what I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, getting to be around other artists can be really nice sometimes. Yeah. You we're, I don't know anybody who's so fully confident on their own. Right, art. Right. Like I think no. if you are, you've reached a point where you're yeah you have no drive left just go ahead and and maybe just stop yeah Uh, right get out of the way (laughs) so yeah so it can be really nice to be around people whose art you hold highly in respect right and Mm -hmm. to get that feeling reciprocated can be really nice totally um and and you know anytime too yeah you start getting into shop talk with somebody who speaks this language of music production or painting and you know anytime we start getting into that and we're telling other people ideas that, that are new to them, it can be sometimes a shock how much we know, mm-hmm. you know, once you start mm-hmm. kind of teaching other people. Right. Um, and then in turn, that's also this opportunity. Cool. I get to learn what you know. Yeah. Right. And uh, especially in music production and I'm sure everything too, there are so many ways to do things. Right. Um, people have found all kinds of different approaches to end up with essentially kind of the same result. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so sometimes someone will just tell you a thing that's multiple times easier than the way you do this thing right. all mm-hmm. the time. And that just saved you so much time, you know? Totally. So yeah, go, go be around artists if you can, you know, spend, spend your time at home making art, but also go out in the world. Yeah, yeah. I think another thing about that is just, just having another perception mm-hmm. on what you're doing because it can turn into a whole ingrown toenail situation yeah. where you're just like <laughs> staring at the same thing for hours or listening to the same thing for hours. And if you don't have some sort of uh, reflective surface to bounce that off of mm-hmm. other than your own consciousness, it's uh, it can be troublesome. Yeah. yeah. You can get too far into the details. Yeah, you can yeah. focus only on one part of, of the piece that you're making. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think that, that that's very important as well yeah you'll go totally crazy by yourself yeah but like sometimes you but it's also there's also something to be said (laughs) to yeah extended periods of a long time like you know find those little dark corners but don't hang out there too long you know yeah yeah Yeah. no totally go go get in those dark corners go find out what's in them yeah and then come back yeah (laughs) and then go back (laughs) yeah it's i think it's a lot of it's about not taking yourself too seriously oh yeah and, I think uh, as soon as that starts happening, I, I found myself multiple times, you know, in I, as an artist, as a person, you find yourself taking it too seriously. And same. all the time, you're like, wait, yeah. that's kind of why this isn't just like Flow. fun yeah. and flowing, yeah. you know, and, like, get out of your own way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you said that because that's uh, some of my favorite bit of advice that I've ever gotten in my whole life 
is the phrase, get out of your own way. And where I got that from was the ground at Wakarusa <laughs> in like 2008 yeah. of glow sticks. Someone had written this over about 20, 30 feet in glow sticks. <laughs> that's, that's probably the best <laughs> that's advice. That's we went to. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, I think that's like the best advice I've ever gotten. Get out of your own way. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah, when you're sitting solitarily with your art, it's like there is nothing but you in your own way sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, getting around that can take the form of, yeah, sharing your pieces with somebody else, getting some, yeah, getting that feedback, um, you know, putting it up against a reflective surface. Uh, you know, maybe you need to go outside and go for a walk, go for a yeah. hike. You know, maybe you need to just not do it today, you know, yeah. or maybe you need to sit there, even if nothing's happening, put in the hours because yeah, that definitely fucking happens. Yeah. Totally. Just power through sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was going to say something. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, uh, you just went to Israel, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. How was that? Ah, it's amazing. So this is the fourth time that I've been over there. Oh, okay. Uh, so I got to play three shows over there this visit. Uh, just amazing. I'm. I still can't uh, really wrap my head around that. That um, that a couple of years ago, somebody um, from Tel Aviv who was you know throwing psychedelic down tempo shows reached out to me. Um, you know, and a lot of times you have people reach out to you uh, and just like have this cool idea. And you know, I'm sure you guys could feel the same way about trying to sell paintings. You know, there's a lot of a lot of interest, not as much follow through. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, one day I just get this message. Hey, we want to bring you over. I'm like, what's it going to take? I'm like, I can just get me there, man. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, that sounds cool. So, uh, you know, it ultimately worked out. Um, and yeah, I, w- I was able to, to go over and there's this, they're now called fusion culture is the promotion company promotion crew. Um, really, really amazing people who've all become really good friends now too. Uh, so they do psychedelic down-tempo shows. Uh, they've brought over, let's see, they brought Ovoid over this past time with me. Um, they've brought Bogtrotter, Sixes, Somatost. So nice. Super silious, you know, they're uh, the S, the S's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, uh, yeah, just throwing these awesome shows. And it's a very cool, different experience than playing in the States. Um, yeah, like, how is it different? Like what's what's it like? So I think, the, yeah, this is a just a conceptual idea. But I think like in the states, our background for electronic music comes from hip hop. Like we don't have a history of electronic music really outside of that, right? Like, yeah, mainstream. You it know? wasn't like um, a a large house or drum and bass thrust, right? Not in the states, really. You know? England, yeah, yeah, Germany, all those. So like, and then and then outside of the states, it seems like psytrance is kind of the global language for yeah. electronic music, mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. So out of that psychedelic scene, there you know has been born like the psychedelic chill out scene. You know, uh, solar fields, carbon based life forms, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, which I think then kind of morphed into probably Psy Dubby stuff and Cybian, Ott and Blue Tech. And that's kind of like morphed into, you know, what we have over here, but it definitely has a strong hip hop influence here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so in my music is not really, doesn't really have a strong hip hop influence. I don't think that's not something that I've personally, uh, hasn't been a huge part of my life musically. Um, so my music, I've always borrowed like, sound palette i think especially comes from psytrance a little bit like clean clean precise sounds is what i like more mm-hmm. than big messy sounds um 
even though I'm changing my mind on that, I'm starting to make some messy sounds. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the difference in the shows there just seemed to be, A, I can play this music that isn't really hip-hop influenced, mm-hmm. and it goes over a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, They're primed for it. Yeah, they, they seem primed for it. Um, and, and just the fucking zest and lust for life that, that is part of that culture um, that I think we're trying to you know to start that's why here. we're yeah. i think doing this thing that we do with with passion and um, putting our heart into the things that we do because yeah you know we're we're hungry for these experiences too and you know it's it's like a small country and there's all this tension and there are these forces at play there that you know the people don't really have any connection to like talking to people in Tel Aviv and Israel. They're just Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck? You know, all we want to do is just live and let other people live and have Mm -hmm. a good time. And it's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, so I think possibly out of that, there's like the, um, maybe this greater need to kind of like make the most of each moment. Yeah. Something Mm -hmm. that seems a little more, you know, if bombs are, uh, kind of happening around your, around where you live, that's going to make you think differently about what choices you're going to make and what you're going to choose to do with your time and how invested are you going to be in the things that you choose to do? Are you going to do yeah. the things that you kind of want to do? Nah, you're probably going to do the shit you really want to do. Right, yeah. Uh, so like playing those shows and just seeing people's the tenacity, like people getting the fuck down, you know? Like, Dude, don't, <laughs> so you're going to break your neck. Like, this is <laughs> so, so it's really fun. Um, Different experience for sure. Uh, it reminds me of smaller scenes in the states, like mm-hmm. when you go because there's something to, you know, you go play in the Bay or even in like Denver and stuff. There's something to the the, the saturation yeah. that we have, where we have so much incredible art to to consume, mm-hmm. um, which is great. It's just incredible. It's incredible. We um, are a little spoiled. A little, little spoiled, and you know, so sometimes you go somewhere and play a show that's not one of these hubs, and people are like hungry for that experience. You know, totally they they, they get like an act a month or every other month that they yeah, want to yeah. go see that they can um, help them like feel those feelings that they're wanting to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like it reminds me of that. You know, sometimes you go play and you're gonna you're be like random place, you know? Oh, this yeah. seems like a little place. Like, oh, we're, I don't know how the show's going to go. And those are often the ones that you get there and it's like that night and what you bring and share with those people means something. Like mm-hmm. you can yeah. see people like cathartically get at it. Kids in catharsis, yeah, you know, they're like letting, <laughs> holding on to this and that now is their moment to like let this go. And so sometimes those are the shows where it's before it's a little more like, I don't know about this. And after the fact, you're like, dude, that was that was the magic, you know? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not, it's kind of a small scene. Like I used to live in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. around the, uh, this theater called Rex theater. Oh yeah. And, uh, dude, people would just go off at those shows. Like it was so much fun, so much energy, uh, like yeah. dancing. It, like it was such a celebration. And then I don't know, you come out here and shows they are kind of just like people are bobbing their head, you know, people are like dancing, but yeah, it must be that oversaturation thing here a little yeah, bit. Of a little like, bit. Because there's like everybody mm-hmm. comes here. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's and, 20 shows every night. Right. Sure. Whereas there, there was like this one banger act. Right. Yeah. You was coming to waiting town. Waiting for that. You circle it on your calendar. Yeah. And you yeah, yeah. Get your tickets out of time and wait. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I also think another, you know, aspect about 
like a show here you you play at the black box in denver and like half the room is fucking sick producers you know what i mean yeah Yeah. so so you got to like keep that Uh in mind too that so people are you know going to experience that differently yeah like when i go see music um I mean, sometimes it's purely for enjoyment, but even at that point, I'm still like taking notes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't, totally. I can't not study right. it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, you look at it and it's like, okay, well, cool. They're bobbing their heads, but like maybe, yeah, the, the result of that is that, ah, all these people are maybe fucking inspired and they're going to go right. up their art. Totally. And so just a different energy. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like we, yeah, here, I don't know. It's like, it's uh this is like the the foundry, you know, it's like happening yeah, yeah. here. It's being poured um, right. and forged here, you know, and then we kind of all go out and so it can, like, spread disperse. it around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and then those seeds get planted other places and, you know, then now there's scenes popping up in least expected areas of the country, you know, mm-hmm. totally. So yeah. On, on the other hand of, you know, we have that where it's like, we have this crazy network of people to be inspired by. Um, yeah. And overwhelming it's, it's like it's overwhelming and it's intimidating and you for sure as shit gotta like either s- step up your game and keep working on it or kind of like uh just be cool with you know taking a break or stepping aside or something but there's there's mad people out here doing their thing and crushing it which is cool yeah, yeah. that's why we're doing this podcast yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. friendly reminder yeah. i think we say that every couple episodes just like how nice it is um, to be around so many creators, oh, yeah, yeah. And, but it's also good to cast it in that light to where like you, even if there's not any objective pressure on you as an artist living in a scene that's so, um, bubbling, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to feel pressure yeah. anyway, just yeah. from being around, you know, people who are successful right. and yeah. who, whose art and music and, dance make you feel something totally yeah and see so many people doing so many different things at such a high level you know it calls it it calls on you to like step your shit up yeah and it's like it's not like a competitive thing it's more maybe they're showing you potentiality of putting in time and expertise into something that's what i feel like you see that that's possible you know Mm -hmm. everybody who is making any piece of art that's blowing your mind, they started off and they didn't know shit, you know? Right. Yep. And they were standing there watching someone else being like, fuck man, how do I do that? It's like, <laughs> you just do it. Yeah, One yeah. foot in front of the other. Yeah. There's no easy way, you know, you just yeah. do it. So yeah, I think that's a nice, you know, benefit that we have here. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've found myself for sure, like in a place where I didn't feel like working on music as much as I had been. And Consequently, you kind of find yourself like without much going on because so many other people are hungry, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the beautiful thing about that, sometimes you step back and you regain that hunger and then you come back and you know how to do things a little bit better, hopefully yeah. this time, you know, and you, you know, we're always hopefully learning some things. So mm-hmm. got to um, recharge those batteries every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, totally. You got to recharge your batteries, you know, and you have to be a person in the world who experiences things and feels things both good and bad and difficult and easy um you know so that you can put that into what you create right um yeah you know i found myself sitting in the studio day in day out at different points in my life and having zero life experience to draw from you know and be like dude i'm sitting in a fucking literal just room by myself like Mm -hmm. with 
patting on the walls, like <laughs> yeah. sounding like my worst nightmare. Kind of. um, You're like, yeah. wait a second. This wasn't supposed to happen <laughs> this, this early. In a movie. Uh, <laughs> I thought I had a couple more decades. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're just sitting there and it's like, yeah, like you said, no reflective surface to bounce ideas off of. And after a while, you're just, it's just, you know, fucking just jerking yourself off with your own ideas you know, for <laughs> yeah. lack of a better term sorry yeah, yeah that's um, all right so yeah you know sometimes you got to go out there and do some stuff and yeah you know walk around outside yeah, yeah. Go, go look at things go go see a friend go make yeah. a friend yeah, yeah. Go make yeah. a friend yeah and sometimes too uh, the moments away from the actual work space while still keeping the work present in your mind for me, sometimes those are the moments that, that something clicks. Totally. You know, I'm working on a track and I can't, I don't know why this isn't working. Something's not right about this thing. What is it? Go for a walk around the block and like, you know, 30 that, seconds into it, you're like, ah, oh, that's that. Yeah. You know, cool. Yeah. Well, there's, there's some, I don't know the numbers or whatever, but <laughs> science <laughs> says <laughs> that uh, walking helps you process oh, yeah. huh. anything and everything. Like yeah. you, you get it unjumbled. Like yeah. if you're just stationary, it's not going to happen. Like even walking on a treadmill, they say like stimulates really? thought and lets you get it nice. in alignment for creative flow. So yeah, like fucking move around if you're stuck. And yeah. You were just in Europe, right? I mean, yeah, this is just what came to my mind is that everybody in Europe walks everywhere. Mm. Yeah. And I think that it leads to a more, at ease mental state or something totally like that. yeah yeah a lot less feeling of stress looming in the air mm. yeah yeah because you're just yeah. in just movement keep it moving yeah. getting keep getting it, it out of you you know totally because uh, most creative people uh, it's a very stationary job mm-hmm. for many hours and yeah you have to counterbalance that with totally. motion totally yeah. and i even find uh yeah, like exercise has become something that's more important to me in the last few years. Uh, like regular exercise is essential yeah. um, at this point in my life for totally. my own well-being. Um, and, you know, I, there's no way I can make anything decent uh, music-wise if my well-being is not tended to. Yeah. Totally. Um, so I think that's a really important aspect um, that we kind of figure out how to how to. Uh, harness and, and deal with and um, interface with as artists how to um, your body is a temple and you honor right. it you want to be able to age well and create art until right. the day you die and yeah. maintain a healthy body and exercise is great for your brain right right so it yeah. functions or else you know if you don't exercise and move you're going to end up like hobbled over and like with the not well with functioning dementia brain or something. Yeah. yeah, especially all of us sitting at the chairs or standing at the easels for hours and you know weird positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, just the the release the you know dopamine of exercise. It's like it's great. You know, all of these things I think are worth considering um, when can you know when approaching your art. You know, what we're eating the exercise we're doing, all this kind of stuff, whatever you're doing in your life is going to, that's now you and yeah. you're the one now, you know, um, having this thing come filter through you. Uh, so I think learning to respect that, yeah, understanding that it's not a given. We don't get to just create cool shit. Right. Like on the fly. 
it's not doesn't work like that yeah sometimes it happens easily but most of the time it's work yeah Um, right and so understanding you know at least for me understanding how exercise and what i'm eating and yeah at this point you know getting enough sleep like all of these things are essential if i don't do these things it's i'm not going to be you know my my fullest potential right how am i going to create something decent totally um so you know my you know i've been trying to get in to a better routine about like daily exercise, um, whether it's going to the gym or doing yoga here in the morning, um, something like that, you know, or yeah, what's your routine, bro? Are you swinging kettlebells or I don't do kettlebells. <laughs> I need to, I do some, do some free weights and do some running sometimes at the gym. Uh, mostly just nice. free weights and stuff. Nice. Um, but yeah, I've been getting back into like the yoga practice here at the house. That's right. Um, just kind of feeling that urge to like, you know, get your, get your shit right inside again. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, I'm, I'm coming back into a place where I'm putting in the hours in the studio and I'm loving what I'm making. I'm feeling more stoked on what I'm writing now than ever. Oh yeah. And a big part of that is, is recognizing the big picture that, that what all really goes into that. It's not simply right. just sitting down at the desk to do the work. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, cool. Well, I'm here at the desk, but you know, I slept for two hours last night. Like what good am I going to be, you know, yeah. realistically, or I haven't right. eaten any food today or I haven't fucking moved beyond walking from the you know bed to the to the desk and days it's like yeah you're not going to be in a good place you know yeah it's like the further you go along the path you realize more and more that your whole life is the art exactly and there's no separation between any of it yeah yeah it's how how you do one thing is how you do everything right totally i know that's right definitely not my quote but uh I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> I think the internet said that. Oh, I just heard it from you right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Cite that. Quote that, guys. Yeah. Count it. Put that in your bibliography. Count it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was a high five. Uh, so, yeah, switching gears a little bit, um, you were talking a little bit about musical influences mm-hmm. earlier. Um, and I, I, this is just kind of a softball question, mm-hmm. but a lot of Lob people don't know, but what are some of your influences? I mean, you can, you can start with music and then just go from there. Whatever medium, whatever experience in Mm -hmm. life. Uh, let's see. Like musically, um, yeah, musically the stuff that really serves as that, uh, transmuter, um, if that's a word, that's really kind of the stuff that, that sticks with me the most, uh, like Grateful Dead tool, Mm -hmm. Uh, music that really takes the all too looming and impending sense of dread and despair in this world and gives you some glint, glimpse of some light kind of through that. Um, that's fucking some powerful stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Sound Tribe has been a big deal for me for a long time. Um, I think like electronic music, I think I checked out like Square Pusher, Hard Normal Daddy in, in like 97 or 98, so maybe like a year or two after it came out. Oh, and yeah. that was, you know, full on jazz compositions with live bass and insane. You're just like, that's one guy. Oh shit. <laughs> that really opened up my mind, like fucking, uh, just to the possibilities of what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was my first, uh, vision example of combining electronic technicalities, which at that point I didn't really have much perspective on anyways, but, mm-hmm. um, with, like a really, really um, developed musical theory sense. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that to me with electronic music is kind of where the real good stuff lies. Um, mm-hmm. I think like Quali, Killsmith, Mindex, these are some contemporaries who come to mind that, that kind of hold that nice zone of uh, 
musical, nice music, you know, you yeah, could yeah. probably mm-hmm. transcribe this on a piano and someone could play it and it would be a beautiful little song, you know, oh, yeah. um, but also like really mind bending, uh, production and sounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and see other inspiration. Yeah. I mean, you know, getting outside, moving around, um, something about where water meets riverbanks or yeah, uh, yeah, any any sort of beach like that. Like I really like that zone. Hell yeah, I like stuff kind of <laughs> yeah the edges of of things like that. Maybe um, you know, obviously influenced by like psychedelic experiences. I think that what's the time on that? One hour, an hour. So we uh, we went one whole hour without talking about psychedelics. Oh, wow, so, yeah. so, this might yes. be a new record. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> broke broke the streak. Uh, no, no, dude. That was um, good. But yeah, you know, for me, like, well, yeah, I think we we create art that generally harmonizes with experiences we've had. Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of supports them or kind of offers a. Uh, perpendicular kind of perspective to things that we've experienced. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, everything that you can't separate any of the things that we experience, uh, as influential and, and not influential. Yeah. It's yeah. all, you know, like a transformational festival, you know, you yeah. stub your toe, that's transformational. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I changed my yeah. day, you know, yeah. as soon as you put anything in that context. Yeah. yeah it's it's you transformational. Go. So, um, yeah, for me, I think the, you know, as a, a younger one, the psychedelic experience is where you just get get deep in there and you get, it's getting hairy and it's getting weird and uh, I gotta find your way out of this. <laughs> it's like that and it's like, oh, am I gonna make this? Just keep breathing. Yeah. The only way out is through. Yeah, exactly. So that's like, that to me uh, feels like every song I write is just like... <laughs> This, clawing your way through the I, I'm just like beating a dead horse of like let's get it hairy and then let's find our way out you know it's kind of like my my go-to I don't know how to really write music other than that like I can't really write things that don't get a little too intricate um, I'm working on it but so that that I feel like is kind of um, not intentionally shaped mm-hmm. a lot of the ways I uh, kind of like view putting together this little experience that is a song. You know, you yeah. go, you go in, you start, and you have no. You know, you're at the place where you are. You haven't ventured into that territory at all. You know, just you. Song starts. Now you're going into this territory. Totally. Now it's you and this other thing, and it's your mind, and it's all your memories and fucking everything. Um, and you know, you work your way through it, and then you're there. You are at the end, and it happened, and you made it through the other side, and mm-hmm. something. You know, you're, you're still breathing. You're now you on the other side. Um, so, <laughs> so I think, you know, all my songs kind of model that. I, I like to build to a point of intensity and then I kind of like to denouement, like <laughs> ramp down from that and, you know, ah, breathe those nice, nice breaths of being like, yeah, I'm not just a bunch of atoms floating around. I guess, I well, I mean, I am, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I do kind of have this body like, oh yeah, yeah. take a deep breath. I'd be alive. <laughs> like, you know, like I want at the end of my song, like that kind of feeling is like, Maybe like, what, oh, uh, we made it. Yeah, we made it. Oh, that was a little like, kind of uh, got too much almost, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> See what you can stand. And yeah. You think it's a reflection of just how you approach life in general too? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think I probably, we all do I think that I probably make things bit. harder on myself than I need to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, generally. Uh, yeah. Which is, you know, currently like working on just reducing layers of what I'm working on when I'm writing. And I think that's a reflection of my life too, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, talking about like 
coming back to a point of um, respecting and, and honoring yourself a little bit more, taking care of yourself a little bit better. Um, that in turn like takes care of your art a little bit better. Um, oh yeah. I asked people on Instagram if they had any questions for you. One person <laughs> named Molly Gardner nice. uh, wanted to know. Shout out to Molly Gardner. Molly. Molly. It's the home girl. If I, if I like her new hat. Nope. She wants to know when the hog bros are coming back. <laughs> so Aaron, Aaron Qualley and, and uh, Andrew and I have a, have a little yeah, motor, call it? motorbike gang. Motor gang. Where, yeah, it's a, we're a bike club. Where can they find the yeah. hog bros? Um, hog underscore bros on Instagram. Or <laughs> out on the open road. Yeah. <laughs> Probably best place yeah. to find us. Out on the interstate highways <laughs> of the great American West. <laughs> you guys have to bring it back uh, like every few days I'll look it up and just die yeah. laughing. It's so good. Well, yeah, we had a good run, you know, it was, uh, uh, so we had a good social media run. I mean, we still, we basically made a fake bike club. Um, and it was all around. centered around Aaron's cherry Vespa. red Vespa. Um, <laughs> that, that, you know, the joke is like, we don't really get, it's not a real hog, but we still yeah, like, we don't, talk, we, we, we talk the talk and we walk the walk, but our hogs, that's and we all share it too. Which we share it. We weird. all three get on there together. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like one picture of you just, you, f- you found like a random, like little dirt bike and you just like, <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, connection. connection festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just go around the world. Like, yeah, look at this hog. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great example of not taking yourself too seriously. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, I think it all sprung out of uh, John and Aaron and I were um, spending a lot of time together at work, and um, we're very good at entertaining ourselves around a trim table and in a weed garden. And uh, one day at lunch, I just was riding Aaron's hog around. That sound, (laughs) that does not sound good. Yep, yep, that's, yep, wait, we're that's keeping it. We got to keep it. Um, anyway, let's ride the hog. And, uh, Sorry, Sophia. You know how that goes. <laughs> and I just made some silly ass Instagram post, being like, "Check out the new hog <laughs> haters" or some shit like that. Anyway, cool yeah. story, right? Yeah, yeah, CSB. All right, cool story. Bro. Maybe a Hog Bros podcast is coming soon. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think. Um, where I think we'd all have to be in character too the whole time. Um, yeah. Be a oh, video cast. What, one of our main political thrusts was, um, and still is actually, is uh, uh, Mr. Jeb Bush. Uh, <laughs> so if you guys uh, could just, he's really the, still the only mm-hmm. presidential candidate. Uh, you yeah, know. he's the only true one. Yeah. yeah. So um, if you guys wouldn't mind just voting Jeb. Just write in Jeb. They'll know who you're talking about. He makes great guac. 2020. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how we're going to dig ourselves out uh, of this hole, but. Uh, so um, what is, I mean, you might have already like touched on it, but straight up, what's your favorite part about being a musician? Um, definitely the the possible impact of what you what you create could have in the world um yeah you know i've gotten i think some somebody in in israel uh had their gave birth 
to one of my songs. I'm not sure which one. Um, or to like an album or something like that. Wow. Know. Somebody um, emerged out of the vagina portal dude. from infinity Man. with your boots <laughs> blasting. Soundtrack is psilocybin. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, you know, like that's one of the nice things about social media is it, that people are accessible and you can get a hold of, of people who are creating this content that means something to us. Um, and I think that's a really fun thing to do. Like it, it's neat. Sometimes you reach out to people who, you know, we respect who are bigger, established, successful people. And sometimes they respond to your shit and it's just like, like a cool way to connect with people, you know, yeah, a cool yeah. way to, to level and, and realize that we're just all kind of people on the same path mm-hmm. um, or on different paths, same path. Um, yeah. So, you know, sometimes you get some messages from people who are like, man, I'm, you know, going through like some death in a family or major illnesses and things like that. And your music is the only thing that's like making the day any better. Mm-hmm. And like that'll, you know, it brings like tears in my eyes. And I'm just like, again, I can't believe it. You know, like, really? Did you mean to send this message to somebody else? Because I don't, <laughs> I don't think that that's anything I made could have done that. You know? uh, but again, that's the thing. I didn't make it. You know, I'm just kind of part of the equation. Totally. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, getting to getting to share the thing, getting the feedback. Um, and so for me as a musician, the most immediate feedback is playing live shows, um, which is oftentimes you know you're sharing music for the first time. You know, I think a lot of a lot of producers, a lot of producer peers, you know, we're kind of constantly writing music, ideally. And you know, live shows probably consist of a lot of unreleased stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are really excited on this, you know, new stuff we're working on. We want to share it. Um, it's probably displays the highest level of our skills, you know, um, best example of what we can do. So that can serve as that reflective surface, you know? Yeah. Um, and oftentimes that's like the best cause you see it in one of the containers in which it will be shared and mm-hmm. experienced. Uh, so seeing people's reaction in either, Oh, I just cleared the dance floor. Like, ah, I should probably work on this track. <laughs> or, oh man, like, this is some new shit. Everyone's like, oh, into it. Like, uh, and that <laughs> feels good. And just seeing people's reactions. And again, you can, you know, who doesn't love seeing someone else's genuine smile and someone genuinely enjoy themselves? Like, that's one of the most beautiful parts about right. this, you know, individual faceted thing we got going on here, little bodies next to each other, you know, mm-hmm. watching each other doing things that, make us happy so that's really fun um yeah just just the creating again is uh, for me personally like if i you know remove external world for me just the making the music is the most fun Mm -hmm. if i could stay in that room forever uh, i probably would you know um those those moments where you're like dude i i needed to eat eight hours ago, you know, or I've had to pee for two hours. And like, yeah. I'm not walking 20 feet to the bathroom because I can't stop working, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like that's that shit. Um, you've, you've like stepped outside of your limitations out of mm-hmm. your personality. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. You're not, it's you not, a, yeah, it's not about you of your own yeah, way. It's <laughs> not about you at all. You're, yeah. you know, doing serving this thing. Um, and that's a fun, special feeling. You know, it, it feels like a relationship. It feels like being in love or something. Like to me, writing a new track, um, you know, like when I wake up in the morning when I'm working on a new track, it's like I have that feeling like, oh, I can't wait to 
fucking Texas person or something. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't wait to go see him again. Oh, shit. Each song's a new little fling. Yeah. Yeah. I like, you know. I feel that way too. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, if I'm working on a track that I'm super loving, like, first thing in the morning when I wake up the next day, if it's been a long studio night, like, before I put in my contacts, before I do anything, I like go in the studio and I play it. I'm Mm kind of just like, check out where it's at you know mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and in more and more these days it's where you want it to be you know mm-hmm. um which again is simply just putting in the time you know yeah the more time we put into the craft you know the um we might find some new workarounds around some common mistakes where or obstacles are coming up against you know uh so some things get easier while then we open up new doors for new challenges so things yeah, yeah. become increasingly more difficult and right of course we're going to rise to that challenge right. because this is what we do yeah um, <laughs> yeah it's never ending right like yeah, you, right. you, you want to get to like this level of music production mm-hmm. or cool paintings and then as soon as you get there you like you know you'll be psyched and you're like man i really f- figured it out i'm in it and then you're there for like two days yeah and then you start looking beyond yeah. to higher potentiality and exactly. you're like oh i'm just getting started yeah and yeah. waves is i suppose it's infinite you know yeah yeah that's the beautiful thing about it and the scary thing about it too yeah a bit i mean what is cool too right though like but after a while like now you can pretty much make something like you're gonna make something cool like, yeah yeah you kind of like you're not gonna just be like uh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, I think you either, you know, we gain the skills too to recognize when ideas aren't worth pursuing. Yeah. yeah. So that's a, you know, and that's one of those things. I wish there was an easier way to achieve that, but there's nothing but time and, and work. Just um, work. But yeah, you know, in the beginning, we're grasping at straws. You know, we we're just hoping something sticks, you know. Yeah. Um, so anything that does stick, we kind of cling to and we're, you know, we're, using that as our foundation for our novice pieces usually, you know? Um, so that's why, yeah, we look back at those novice pieces and there's these little kernels of goodness in there and there's something, you know, worth, yeah. worthwhile in there. Absolutely. You know, and that's what we felt and recognized in the beginning. And, you know, so we, we follow that. Um, Do you ever grab old tracks and try to like breathe new life into them? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, you know, you have a musical idea that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it can be reintegrated. Sometimes it's one of those things where it just, you know, remind yourself no one else has ever heard this anyways but me. Mm-hmm. So if no one else ever hears this, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the world will never know. Um, they might be better off, actually. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, sometimes there's ideas worth pulling back. Uh, for me, you know, the technical skills have come after um, just my heart and desire to create. So sometimes there are pieces where it's like, oh, I would really like to go and re-engineer that because I actually have a better skill set to do this. Um, like, all right, this mix is terrible. Um, and, you know, for me, if a song is still relevant to what i feel like sharing like in a live set yeah i might update those tunes you know give Mm -hmm. them a little newer mix maybe work with the arrangement if i don't feel like it's flowing super well live Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe just axe certain sections in a song when i notice every time i play this one section people fucking lose you know lose their attention (laughs) um but i i don't know man it's i don't know the the thrill of something new 
Yeah. It was a little more alluring, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, if you want to talk about the difference, like when you transitioned from playing live instruments mm-hmm. into Ableton oh, yeah, and so if, if there were any pros, uh, or, or cons in your experience from, from doing that. Um, let's see, you know, I had it having played live music in front of people. I felt comfortable on stage. I feel comfortable on stage. I feel way more comfortable on stage when I've been asked to be there, you mm-hmm. know, representing my music than anywhere else in the world. You know, I'm pretty much uncomfortable all the time <laughs> to some extent. Uh, but on stage, I feel really comfortable. Like if yeah, you just yeah. had me get up there and talk, I wouldn't be. But if you're like, hey, he's up there because he's playing his music, like I could fucking go on um, if needed be, preferably not. Um, so it's kind of the same as um, when you were playing an instrument. Yeah, yeah. So, versus- so just understanding communicating with the crowd, understanding that, um, just kind of having a feel for that. Mm -hmm. But it's, so, but in turn, it's really not similar at all. Like the the actual experience is quite different. So with, you know, live instrumentation, I think it's a lot more emphasis on um, watching the people perform. Mm -hmm. You know, you're doing the thing in front of people. So it's it's exciting. You watching the thing happen. Um, With electronic music, it's not about you doing that in the moment. Um, it's not about like you actually on stage in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the work you've done has been beforehand. You know, you spent all these hours making this music. So I think that the, I think the role of kind of holding that space up there on stage is a little more about just curating the vibe and atmosphere for, mm-hmm. for the time that you have. Um, rather than like performing. It's like, the yeah. It's not so much like check lick. this out. It's more like, Hey, how can I, you know, I'm going to create uh, an environment with, with mm-hmm. my music and people who are, you know, I only play my own music live. I'm, I'm just a producer. I'm not a DJ. So everything I play and make, it's all, you know, coming from, from same source. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it, they relate to each other. The songs work right. together. It feels like its own little world. So, um, yeah, it's more about how can I create this space again for then people to have whatever experiences that they need to have. Um, so it's way less, look at me doing this thing up here and more or less about like, Hey, you guys do your thing. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like the way I feel about it a little more. Nice. Um, yeah. And, but, and I, I notice with, with my music too, cause it can be a little intricate, a little uh, like hyperactive mm-hmm. that, that sometimes like when I can get on stage and kind of like get myself physically into a groove and start kind of moving and like, sometimes I'll see a little more response from people who mm-hmm. uh, like, okay, kind of get it. Um, but I've always had really, really good response from people who are like flow artists and like full body dancers, you know, and to me, that's Mm -hmm. the the highest of high compliments for, um, for, for music, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like people who I live to make this music. So there are also people who live to physically respond to music. Yeah. So if they're really getting off on what I'm making, like that's, that to me is, you know, it's a tip top kind of compliment right there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you said you know, you're usually uncomfortable. Then yeah. when you get on stage, you feel great. Like, what is that experience like playing a show in front of a crowd? Um, it's a pretty unique position to be in. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, um, I think for me, yeah, it's like this opportunity to get back into that space that I kind of felt when I'm making the music that this isn't about me and this isn't about 
like anything, you know what I mean? Like this is, there is no intended purpose for this. It's for the experiencer to take and make it what they will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. <laughs> it must be like, yeah, it must be interesting. You know, I've never like played music for a crowd. I'm always the one looking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that must just, is it weird? Like looking at people dancing like um, seeing weird faces like <laughs> yeah i mean it, it kind of i mean for me though it's all like just a reflection of that this thing that i spent so much time and effort uh on is is worth something in the world you know that, mm-hmm. it, that it has value um that i'm not just wasting my time in my studio sitting there um which again i happily would because i love doing it that's all that really matters. But um, it's kind of a trip, right? Like you're just sitting alone in a room creating these songs yeah. and then you play it on these really loud speakers and a whole room full of people. It just starts it's, like moving around and smiling. It's like, so it's fucking ends of the spectrum, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so different. And it's, it's very weird uh, thinking about that. Like it's, it's hard for me to not think about the live setting when mm-hmm. I'm writing music. Yeah. Um, but that's something that, Lately, I've really, you know, in, in kind of coming back to just finding why I love doing this or really just finding that I love doing this. There is no why, you know what I mean? It just yeah. right. You were talking about uh, just... No, I, I got the bug, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting yeah, dark early. for a couple of weeks. What were we talking about? <laughs> well, the, being alone and then first for the crowd. Studio. Oh, and thinking and about then, yeah, the live setting them. while you're... Producing yeah. in the studio. Yeah. So could we edit? And yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So yeah, you know, it's you have all these experiences playing your music in front of people. So we kind of get this idea of how people react to this. So then I'm sitting mm-hmm. in my room by myself working on music, and it's really hard to not have those memories pop up, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. or expectations, you know, and that's mm-hmm. mostly what it is because it's I'm expecting that this is going to work this way when I play this song, you know, people are going to react this way and it never goes that way. Never. Yeah. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah. And that's, that's something that I've come up against where I find myself writing for this theoretical situation that's Mm -hmm. in the future. You know what I mean? And which is super weird because I'm sitting in this room to do this thing where I can be super present but I'm doing this for this illusory thing in the future. It's like, you know, yeah. kind of feels very weird. And for me, can kind of hinder my creativity a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have an expectation. So there kind of is a right and there kind of is a wrong, you know. Yeah. If I'm expecting that this tune is going to be this kind of tune and do this on a dance floor, mm-hmm. then there are right and wrong choices as long as once I adhere to that construct right. you know there are rules now yeah there are rules now so now i'm not just free mm-hmm. in my free space creating right um and sometimes you know that can be a fun exercise though too to be like hey kind of uh fit your creativity into this like little per- box and yeah. do it you know uh it can be kind of a fun challenge sometimes but for me and coming back to just re you know remembering that i just love making music for the just the sheer fact that i love it in you know, sitting there in the studio, I'm trying to let those thoughts dissipate more and more. Um, yeah, because it's like people are going to move to your music. That's like, the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It works, that's so. it. It's yeah. like they've always, yeah. you know, before I I started thinking about that and playing shows, 
you know, yeah. it was happening. So right. why am I now factoring this into the equation? Yeah. Right. You know, why well, am I getting in my own way? You yeah. know, <laughs> well, that's the, I think that's what's so cool about the creative path though, right? Like that, that dilemma comes up mm-hmm. of, okay, now you're playing shows and people are moving to it. So now you want to make it for them to move. And then dealing with that whole situation is just a way for you to become more wise in your path mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to bring it back to the core, mm-hmm. but you have to go off on that little tangent right. and get kind of lost right. and then bring it back. Mm-hmm. And then you become like a fuller human being totally um, with more presence. Cause like you had, you know, before when you started out, it, it's kind of like naive creativity of just making it for yourself in yeah. a way. Yeah. And then you're stumbling through and, it. And now mm-hmm. you're like, I'm a like working producer, musician. Mm-hmm. And then, you're not so naive anymore, mm-hmm. but then you bring it back to the core now having had that experience mm-hmm. and then, yeah, you're just like cooler. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. So cool now. Yeah. Well, it's, it's weird too. It's like, um, sometimes I feel myself getting lost in like the feedback or reflection mm-hmm. from people. And, um, I mean, I don't, I still, I'm almost like, too conscious about that to where I'm like, no, I'm just going to make what I want to make. It's like, Oh, people like this thing with these elements in it this time. Cool. We got to switch it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, do you, do you ever feel, I mean, we were just talking about this, but <laughs> do you feel that there's a pressure of people's expectations or uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's my own, perception of, of their that. perception yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's it's a totally made up thing yeah it's just in my right? head yeah it's yeah. totally bullshit yeah I, yeah I think yeah but then like all the all the instagram marketers would have you think differently yeah yeah and they yeah. don't stand to make any money off that all <laughs> right right yeah, yeah. You'll, if you're making stuff for like if you're making stuff for what you think people want, you're going to get further and further away from the thing that actually fuels the creativity exactly, and you're yeah. going to get burnt out and depressed. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I couldn't put words into what I was trying to say, but you just did. <laughs> so thanks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause the, cause the thing that keeps you going is that innate thing that just started in there to begin with, you know, right. it, no one put it in there, you know, mm-hmm. it's not going anywhere. So like, yeah, when we start, um, creating from somewhere other than that, you know, or we're not, that's not what we're serving. Cause I really think that that's kind of like the, you know, the, the point that we're trying to get to with our art is where we are like serving it. Right. You Mm -hmm. know, like, again, we're sleeping, right. We're sleeping enough so that we can be sharp, create, you know, we're taking care of ourselves in ways. And that also might mean reckless ways of taking care of yourself, getting outside of your own consciousness and brain and box that can be incredibly beneficial for art too. Um, you don't want to be floating in space forever, yeah. but uh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's good to get out there and explore and change up your daily routine a bit and pay attention. I think is is like the is a good another non rule. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Paying attention to what you're what you're wanting and and where the muse is is, mm-hmm. is tugging you. Yeah, and where's your heart? I mean your mind will fuck with you right. and pull you away from what your heart wants to do. And you always, you know, that principle, I keep coming back to it is like, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. And if you find, you know, you're living a creative life, but it all feels like work. It's like, yeah. you're not listening to your heart and you're not yeah. really. And, and if you, 
And if you get away from that and you're just in your mind and you're just working, uh, the whole thing's going to fall on its face. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're creating from your heart and doing what you really love, that's when you're going to resonate so highly with your your art and it's going to be this genuine expression mm-hmm. and that's what people are going to really love right. because they're really going to feel something right, right. Mm-hmm. and it's you know it's yeah. a tough balance to find yeah it is yeah the genuine stuff you know the we we see we all see right through the bullshit and you can tell you mm-hmm. know what's genuine and yeah we connect to those pieces so it's like when someone's uh you know reaching outside of themselves or outside of their you know creative pool um it's can kind of be obvious you know it's mm-hmm. like where'd you make that from? You know, that was like a brain creation, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Um, which we got to do those sometimes too, you know, sometimes sure. not every day that you sit down, you have inspiration, obviously. Um, you know, we still sit down as much as we can because that's the only way that it, the good stuff will come through. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I find inspiration to be really rare. It yeah. comes in yeah, short yeah. little bursts yeah, and yeah. mostly it's just fucking putting your nose in it and, working putting in hours finding those travels (laughs) yeah totally totally yeah most of the good stuff that happens for me is really like accidental Mm -hmm. creation um Mm -hmm. so like when i'm when i'm working in the studio yeah i like to kind of just get in a state where i'm not like thinking anything like so for me when i'm flowing really well like you know complex ideas are arising like Mm -hmm. you know because you're okay i'm gonna do this to that layer i'm gonna do this to this channel you know you're gonna having all these complex ideas but when they're just popping up in in a flash and you don't have to actually think that full thought you know what i mean right. you just muscle memory from your brain connects right to your fingers and you're doing it and you're just following it yeah and like like that to me um is my ideal working space and and in that you kind of yeah you can end up working with the moment and the accidents um Sure. You know, sometimes like, you know, when you're working in Ableton, a lot of times, we're, we, you know, we might loop a section. So we're hearing one section of a song over and over. And, you know, sometimes that loop marker where it was supposed to end might not be correct. So maybe it goes and plays something that you didn't expect to hear after that, you know, after this one section that you've been looping. And, but it works and, you're, and like, your ears Ooh. hear that and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> you know, I'm going to do that. But like, you didn't yeah, yeah. do it. You like, you just stumbled into it. You know, you just noticed it. Yeah. You're like, that something. was cool. And I think that's like, again, paying attention. I think that's, um, yeah, you know, you don't, I'm sure you don't, you guys don't feel like you probably have complete control over a canvas. You probably do a thing and you, you know, you do a stroke and you probably see how it sits and you react to it and you see how the whole painting reacts to it. And it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a symbiotic yeah. experience. It's like a conversation. Yeah. You, and, you with the piece, you know? Yeah. yeah. And with, you know, working on it over time, it's like this conversation with yourself too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, working, like I, I use notebooks a lot. Like I write down a ton of stuff um, mm-hmm. when I'm working. I have like whiteboards that I use and I also have like just paper notebooks. Like what kind of stuff do you write? So <laughs> basically just leaving little like breadcrumb trails to mm-hmm. myself because again, if, you know, it gets really complicated. You're working on a track, it might have a hundred channels, you know, so each channel is going to be one layer of sound. Um, you know, not all those are going to be on, maybe they will be on, you know, so there's a, there's a lot of information and you're dealing with the sections of ideas that, you know, might be used because you have mm-hmm. to develop them, see if they're even going to be good enough. And you have sections that you know, for sure you're going to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I keep notebooks to kind of say, Hey, maybe, maybe try this section at measure, you know, 32, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. maybe try unmuting this 
voice and putting that right there, you know, Mm -hmm. notes like that. So if I'm in the moment of doing a different process, I can keep, make a note of it, come back to this and I don't lose that train of thought. It's like um, putting but, a pin in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And say so like, okay, I'm going to come back to this. That's um, cool. And so I've also started doing this thing that I find really helpful where it's on my whiteboard. I'll, you know, as I'm working, just sitting long nighttime sessions. So in the zone and, um, I will get, yeah, I'll have this notebook and I'll kind of come up with objectives to kind of keep myself on track, like in the moment. Um, so huh. it's like, okay, I noticed this section right here needs a lot of work. Okay. But inevitably, you know, you, you start getting your attention pulled in different directions. You hear this thing, now you're working on a different thing than you yeah. meant to be. So, you know, I just write objective, uh, tighten up these bass sounds in this section, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I keep that, hold, you know, prop it up in front of me so I see it right in front of my computer and I don't get off track, you know. Right. And then when I'm done and I feel like I've done it, I can erase it off the whiteboard and yeah. come up with a new one. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Um, it's like your own little musician yes, calendar yeah. thing. It's, it's been immensely helpful for me. Um, I think just you know, documenting where you're going. Um, and again, if you've been working on the song for eight hours overnight. You're, you're really aware of where all the sounds are. Um, you know, if I have to scroll through all the channels to find which sound I'm looking for, mm-hmm. you know, at that point, after working with it that closely, it's, it's easy. You know you're where all these like, things bam. are. Yeah. But if you try to step Channel in the next day, the next week, the next month, yeah, yeah. it's like, those notes are really helpful, like getting yeah. right back to that point where Dude. your yeah your nose is right in it. You know, I'm, to- I'm like, totally oh, smell gonna, it again. Here we go. I'm trying that shit out, man. I'm Dude, gonna do great. that. Yeah, because like I have ideas all the time while I'm working on a piece, yeah. and then they vanish. Yeah, yeah. That's so simply brilliant. Yeah. What, cool. And I think that sound too is for me in my very limited experience in in messing with it. It's like it's harder to focus on one thing sometimes Mm -hmm. like with like your painting's not moving unless you're on psychedelics basically but music (laughs) is just a time thing and so it's like whoop there it goes what was that Uh, and you can't really like (laughs) yeah all those things that just grasping at straws that i can't (laughs) even see oh wait what were those yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um so yeah the the breadcrumb trails man help yourself out (laughs) yeah yeah i'm gonna get a daily planner Dude, it's nice. to, except it's going to be a painting yeah uh, <laughs> planner <laughs> <laughs> fucking taking notes that's what's so cool about talking to different uh creative types because everybody has these brains that work in different ways yeah, yeah absolutely and that's such like a simple and almost obvious thing yeah. to do yeah that I, i've never thought of i'm kind of like mentally a little all over the place and so i know i need structure and i know i need organization and if i don't kind of utilize those tools i'll yeah, it just makes things way harder. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've noticed like my, the rate of productivity goes up because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, I can retain these ideas. Uh, yeah, so I can totally. circle back to them and there might be some good ideas there. It also makes it easier because then I'm looking at this whole fucking long list of ideas that I know I'm not even going to use fucking 5% of them. Right. Yeah. So it kind of tells me like, you're good on ideas for this song. Like <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> work with what you got. You got the good stuff in there, arrange it, do all the engineering to it. You know, don't, totally. don't just keep being greedy for more content, you know, just <laughs> go for it. Make yeah. a new song later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you have? So like you're in kind of a, a new phase or chapter of your yeah, I think creative so. life. What, think so. a, what are you envisioning for your future? Where do you hope to go? Um, 
you know, really the only thing that is important to me is just um, staying in touch with with that love for creating. You know, that's when that goes away, like we've said, that, you know, it falls on its face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, just just remembering that I love doing this mm-hmm. um, and that it's that it's ultimately... You know, I can choose whether it's just for me. And if I think, you know, that seems probably just like a hobbyist kind of creator, which, you know, everybody create things, even if you're not going to share them with people, you know, create stuff if you feel like doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I'm going to, you know, stay in professional realm, then that means that this isn't for me. And so um, just like take some joy in that too. And remember that, hey, like I'm serving this music that I've, happen to find so special and hold so high um and let me do my best job to serve that and help it uh go out of the world and do what it can do oh yeah yeah awesome nice. cool, yeah. cool. so yeah i think i find the more that i try to um set up plans they don't really work you know mm-hmm. goals are definitely that's different you know a goal is right is different than a plan a goal is <sighs> the point at which we're going to get there. Right. The roadmap has not been defined yet. You know, mm-hmm. um, plans are the roadmap and that's, that doesn't really work with life. So, um, yeah, again, I think just having that foundation in place, as long as I feel like I can stay in touch with that and, you know, create things that I love and do it, then that's all I really care about. And whatever is going to happen, is going to happen. Oh yeah. It's so, a beautiful way yeah. to look at it, man. Yeah. And sometimes having to say no to opportunities to honor mm-hmm. what you're really trying to focus on. Yeah. You know, sometimes. Yeah, man, that's yeah. a whole another can of worms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, that's kind of goes along with, you know, touring life and stuff. It's sometimes the uh, to do of getting to a show and, and uh, all that. Um, sometimes it doesn't feel worth it, you know. Yeah. It's ultimately, obviously, I'm, I've been grateful for every opportunity I've had to, to be on a stage and share my music with anybody. Sure. Um, if one person has ever appreciated it, cool, I'm good. Yeah. Check, sign off on that success. Um, yeah. But yeah, sometimes life just throws you curve, curveballs and you got to be like, well, what am I feeling right now? Do mm-hmm. I, do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. And do I need to do this? What What's most important? Yeah. I think is it, it comes back to the same thing. Like, what's most important? Mm-hmm. Do I need to sell this painting or take this show for you know half the money that I'm used to, or do I just stay within my integrity and mm-hmm. you know spend that just, time at home creating? Yeah, yeah. just create more. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Um, what do you think? You think that's, that's yeah, good? We're, we're kind of coming yeah. up on the end of the tape. Sweet. Yeah, the, the old tape. The old reel-to-reel. The old reel-to-reel. The old dusty reel-to-reel. <laughs> yeah. well, dude, thank you it's so much. dusty. It's been real dusty with hold you, up, man. Hold up, hold up. Andrew, you have to ask your parting question that you always have. What What is it again? Uh, advice for... Advice for young creatives. I think... You gave a lot of good. The whole, the whole thing was kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's that was. Yeah, kind of the but what thing. about like what's like one thing um, you would, one word yeah, of advice? I, okay, I think I got it. Um, I'd say put as much focus and emphasis on creating your own voice. You already have one. Mm-hmm. 
So developing that through your art is, um, it's a real challenge, but it's super, super important, obviously. Um, you know, developing your voice and your style is what's going to set you apart. You know, that's going to be Absolutely. the thing that, that makes people want, you know, your art or to experience your music or whatever it might be. Um, and it's like simultaneously very, very difficult and very easy to, you know, be like truly authentic and be ourselves. Um, so yeah, just kind of remember that you've been, you know, we've all been given this opportunity to be who we are. So kind of, you know, do your best to let that through the art. Um, it might take a little more work up front mm-hmm. to establish yourself when you're coming out with a truly unique voice. But I think that you're going to have a more sustainable uh, career with your art and a more sustained fan base. And I think generally more enjoyment for yourself creating it too. So absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. Just fucking put in that time, make it your own, do it. Yeah. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, Fuck brother. Yeah. Always be yourself. Yeah. Yep. Well, John Laboon, ladies and gentlemen. Hell yeah. Solosyban at Solosyban on Instagram and well, it's a SoundCloud. Well, band yeah. Camp. Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes. It's a, it's a word. When I, oh yeah, we made it. It wasn't yeah. Googleable. There were zero searches for it. I made it's a lot that, like Threda. So, oh, a lot yeah. like Threda, huh? Yeah. yeah well, because <laughs> well, that's what Peter said too. Yeah. So he's no, just like no hits. No hits on that. So <laughs> soul. S O U L A C Y B I N. There you go. He wins the spelling bee. <laughs> I was They're clapping for myself. Yeah. All right. Well, thank Thanks you so, so much, brother. Right. Well, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Keep doing this. Never not there. Keep supporting the podcast. These guys are great. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Take care of yourselves, guys. We yeah. love you. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of RCAF Podcast. For additional images and notes on this episode, you can check out our website, rcafpodcast.com. And you can find me, Andrew Norris, at andrew.norris.arts on Instagram. And andrewnorrisarts.com is my website. I also have links on my website to episodes as well as all my best paintings. And you can find me, John Speaker. My website is johnspeaker.com. On Instagram, I'm at johnspeaker. And on Facebook, johnspeakerart. And we want to give a special thanks to Blair Speaker, John's lovely wife and creative director of the podcast. She also updates the website and does all the podcast notes. So thank you, Blair. And we'd also like to thank Tyler Billman. He created the music for this podcast. You can find Tyler on SoundCloud and Instagram. His name is Get Billsman. That's G-E-T-B-I-L-L-S-M-A-N. Thanks again for listening. Peace. Thank you.